It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Greg Jarrett. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Steve Ducey, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, April 11th, 2022, I'm Eben Brown. The war isn't over, and neither is the escape from Ukrainian cities. And she said it was just a terrifying journey to get there because there were bombs going off constantly, and she was having to shield her daughter emotionally from this and convince her that they were just on a vacation. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Millions of Ukrainians have left their country, their homes. They're now in Poland or elsewhere in Europe. Some are hoping to come here to the United States or maybe Canada. But for all those millions now in a diaspora, there are millions who won't leave Ukraine, opting to find a place to ride it out in and around Lviv in the nation's west. So many have taken up at a small western Ukraine town known for being a holy place to Ukrainian Christians. Basically, it's been transformed into a refuge for the 7.1 million people who have been displaced in the country and are fleeing west. Many of them have come here. Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan has been in Ukraine and just today visited this small town called Strach. The town and the clerics there can only do so much, and they must do it even as Russia is thought to be ready to make more numerous and more deadly incursions. She speaks to us from Lviv. They can sleep here. Their kids can learn there. They can go to school. They know that they will have somewhere safe to sleep. They will be able to stay as long as they need And it's close enough to the border of Poland that people feel slightly safer, that they would be able to get out if they needed. But we were curious about why people weren't leaving. And some of these small towns that don't have the same infrastructure that they might in a bigger city like Lviv, and why they decided to stay stay in the outskirts. And most of them told me that they were too afraid to leave Ukraine. They might not speak the language or have the finances to start a new life somewhere else, but also they wanted to make sure that those who were fighting the Ukrainian military, the husbands for many of these women, felt that they had their support, that these refugees wanted to physically stay in Ukraine to show the solidarity and pride that they feel as Ukrainians who are taking on the war front in their own way. Where uh, where do they come from? Uh, obviously elsewhere in Ukraine, but have uh, have has anyone learned about what became of the the town from where they left, or or from have they heard from family, or or have they I guess more specifically not heard from family? Yeah, well, I met one woman today. Her name's Alexandra, and she traveled to Strach from Kiev. It took her about thirty hours. And she said it was just a terrifying journey to get there because there were bombs going off constantly and she was having to shield her daughter emotionally from this and convince her that they were just on a vacation and that's what they were doing. And she's now seen the images that have come out of Bucha, which is a small town outside of Kiev, and the images of 
bodies that have been set on fire. These are men and women and children whose hands and legs had been bound before they were killed and thrown into ditches. And she has seen those images. She has seen that footage. And of course, she wonders what would have happened had she stayed? What would have happened if her daughter had stayed? So they said they will stay in Strach for the time being. But there's also a large influx of people that we're seeing coming from places like Mariupol and Zaporizhia, where there have been more and more attacks. Russia right now is doubling down on its efforts of attacking the East. And as a result of that, the priests who work at this monastery say that they expect even more people to come in the days ahead of Easter who will need to find refuge at their monastery. We have a, a very holy weekend coming up soon for Christians. Uh, it is the Easter weekend uh, for Jews. It is Passover, and Ukraine uh, certainly has a very large population of Jewish citizens. Uh, has that come up in any of your discussions with people about having to mark uh, such holy days under such distress? And you just mentioned that the, the, the priests or the monks are in, in Strach are getting ready to try to handle this at this time, but certainly are people realizing which weekend it is? It's almost this loss of, of time. Everything seems to be in a standstill and it's Groundhog's Day at the same time, especially for people who live here. And, and as we cover it and as we speak to people, I don't think that people are marking these moments as they would, but if anything, they are turning to their faith even more so. And there are funerals that are held in churches and synagogues every week to bury all of those who have died the previous week. And there's definitely this sense of people leaning on their faith and leaning on the humanity that they see in strangers that they would not have seen just two months ago. Here in Lviv, for example, there are countless stories of complete strangers who are living together now. And that would have seemed like a complete foreign concept two months ago. The people have opened up their homes, they have opened up their businesses, and there are people physically sleeping in storefronts, people sleeping in theaters, in neighborhoods that they had never been to with people in on their sofas, on the floor, anything that you could imagine. It has, has been this incredibly heartbreaking month for people here to see how much they have lost and how much their their city has changed and their lives have changed forever. But at the same time, everyone that I talk with says that they are so overcome with the gratitude that they feel for complete strangers, not only here in the country, but the world of, of international aid organizations that are coming here to support them and bringing food and bringing medicine. And, and that is one thing, especially as we look to these holy moments in this holiday week, so to speak, of how that transcends different religions, how it transcends different languages and people coming together to support each other in these times. You've been hearing Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan speaking to us from Lviv, Ukraine. On the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Alex straight ahead. Alex, let's uh, let's talk more about the, uh, the Russian efforts uh, and their... Uh, they're changing tactics. Uh, there seems to be, uh, as you mentioned before, uh, uh, now more of a focus on eastern Ukraine. Uh, there is news that uh, Russia has moved one of its key generals, someone who was known for uh, overseeing atrocities in Syria. They even called him the butcher of mm -hmm. Syria. 
Uh, his name is Alexander Devarnikov, and that he will now be leading the, the Russian military's advances uh, back into uh, Ukraine. Uh, that has to yeah. uh, that has to resonate uh, with elected officials in Ukraine and the average person as well when they they hear something like this. Uh, what what efforts have you seen from uh, either again either uh, elected officials, leaders, uh, or the average person uh, as they uh, are they making extra preparations? Has this become more frightful for them? Uh, what 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 is happening in these past twenty four forty eight hours? Yeah, well, this is a man who had previously led Russian troops against Syrian rebels during the civil war there. And as a result of that, the White House, we've heard them come out and say that the atrocities we've seen so far realistically will not let down anytime soon. We've also seen this eight-mile-long Russian convoy heading specifically to the east, to the Donbass region. As a result of that, we're seeing more and more refugees coming out of the east, coming to the west. And... That's been taking place in conjunction with some of the attacks that we've seen on humanitarian corridors. It was Friday of last week when two missiles struck a train station of thousands of people who were attempting to flee. Well, that triggered even more people as well coming here to Lviv, hoping that they would be able to get out while they still could. The military governors in the Luhansk region have been telling people throughout the last week, get out while you can because of the situation that we've seen in Mariupol, how it is largely surrounded. And within the last day, Russian troops have managed to take even more territory. And now the mayor in Mariupol is saying that as many as 10,000 people have died in the city and that as many as 20,000 people could die. And that's because of the widespread hunger that we're seeing, the continued attacks. And we've heard accounts of people who live in Mariupol who say, Right now, they are spending every single day laying on the floor of their apartment or whatever refugee site they have been able to find, be it a building or some piece of a building, because, again, 90 percent of the buildings have been destroyed. And they are laying there just hoping that they will not hear the sounds of tanks. So as many people that have been killed, those who have managed to flee will carry these deep psychological burdens with them of having to live through that not just for a couple days, but for now going on six weeks. Alex Hogan, Fox News correspondent, speaking to us from Lviv, Ukraine. Thank you for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.